Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. How are you doing today? Well, I keep saying this, uh, inflation has now hit a new high. It's like every week I keep saying inflation has hit a new high, but this really has hit a 40, a new 40-year high at 10.1%. So we're in to double digits now for the first time since 1982, according to official figures from the Office for National Statistics, or the ONS. This is Obviously, part, they don't say this, but it is partly due to the money printing that we've had. What they quote is, is because of food costs soaring uh, and, 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 and that sort of petrol and fuel and that sort of thing, which we know is true. But uh, we, we know that behind this is the, the massive amount of inflation of the money by the massive billion and trillion dollar pound euro uh, money printing exercise. But food costs are going up by nearly 15%. And wages are definitely falling behind uh, the cost of living and have been doing so for the last 10 years. So if you're in a, a job hoping that things are going to be okay, that your boss is going to, to look after you, you're going to get these pay rises, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, companies are becoming more and more competitive. They say that wages are going up by 4%, but of course the cost of living is going up, not by the official 10%, as we say here, but really more like 15 to 20% if you're, you're being realistic about it. You know, because these figures don't include housing and that sort of thing. And, you know, they say, yes, food costs are rising by 14, 15%. But we know in the shops that some food stuff have doubled, you know. So I don't know what foods they find that are only going up by 14%. But, you know, you know that the price of everything is going up and the packaging is getting smaller. And, and you know, we know that basics like, you know, pastas, cereals, eggs, cheese, and, and that's all bread that people will buy, meat and chocolate, have all soared in, in price. So prices are now rising at the fastest they have for 40 years since, you know, the 80s when I remember high inflation, I remember high interest rates, I remember many of the people I know going bankrupt and losing their homes. I hope we don't go back to that scenario again, but you've got to remember that interest rates are rising again. You know, we've seen this. Um, we, we've seen mortgages become more expensive. And, and you know, people are, are, most people are in fixed rate mortgages, but those rates are going to come to an end at some stage. We're not like Americans who've got 25, 30 year fixed rate mortgages. The lenders here are a bit tighter than that. They're, they're, they're very crafty because they give you a two or five year fixed rate, charge you for it, charge you maybe a thousand pound or two thousand pounds sometimes. So the rate is not really what it says. In the small print, you'll see what the real rate is. But then at the end of that two, three, five year period, that rate comes to an end. And of course, we've had the good old days of low interest rates where you know you expect that when a rate comes to an end, they're gonna give you a nice new shiny fixed rate at the similar rate or less. No, now it's the opposite. Now they're going up. And it's like a, have you ever been punched in the stomach, like a, <clears throat> a blow and you're, oh, you can't breathe, you're like, oh, you know, that kind of solar plexus punch, you know, it's going to be like that for a lot of people. They are, are, are literally going to like they have their head in their hand when they see the new rate. Now, I've experienced this myself. I was unlucky enough to have a buy-to-let mortgage where the rate expired, you know, just about a month ago. What can I do? You know, if I if I remortgaged early, I would have paid a massive penalty, maybe five or six thousand pound penalty. So I just decided to, to sit it out and, and just pay the difference. So, you know, but now I've been quoted 
a new rate, which is uh, it's nearly two percent higher than I was paying, and it's costing me another uh, just just way out quick about about two fifty extra a month. Now I can absorb that in my in my buy to let property, but if if that's in your own property in your own residential property and so your mortgage jumps by two or three hundred pound a month then your gas bill and electricity bills have jumped tripled by by two or three hundred pound a month then how are you going to manage this is the problem that most people or many people are facing that's not to say that there aren't people out there with money no of course not look at the holiday booking you know the service accommodation the holiday lets around the country fully booked in August, fully booked in September, fully booked in October. So there are people out there that have money, but a lot of the ordinary people struggling, bringing up families, you know, that they are, they're, they're in a bit of trouble. And as we said, fuel bills have trebled and yet gone up by 300%. And they're saying inflation is only 10%. You know, uh, I mean, this is like gas and electricity, but, and they're gonna go up again. They're going up again in October. Uh, people are calling for the government to take more action. I. I don't quite know what the government can do. Um, in in France, they they've more or less nationalised EDF, and people's bills have only gone up by three five percent. Here, EDF that runs a lot of our electricity here, they put prices up enormously. You know, at least literally three times. So a lot of people are going to face winters of discontent this year. And as I said, contributing to inflation. Well, we know what's contributing to inflation, all the things that are going up, but we know it, there's more to it than that. So in short, just about everything we need, we buy, we use, has gone up in price, but and, and including mortgages as well, and that will have a knock-on effect to rents as well. And, uh, you know, all these things have gone up, and, and yet at the same time, wages are not keeping pace. This is why we're seeing strikes on the rails and, and other situations where people are threatening strikes, uh, because the unions are not able to get their members the sort of 10, 12% pay rises they want because either the employer or the government say, no, we just can't pay it. So there's a lot of a lot of discontent out there. So what can you do? I, I know this sounds like doom and gloom, but this is what's happening in the real world. I don't want to just come here and say, everything is great. Think positive and think it'll be fine. No, I, I can't just say that. So I've got to give you some hope as well. And so what can you do to, to try and avoid the recession? But what can you do to survive and even thrive? In a recessionary period that I've been through, I've been through at least three big recessions, and and some people say this could be temporary, like the Bank of England said, oh, it's just temporary interest rate rise. Now they're saying it could peak at thirteen percent, and the country is going into recession. Um, so I, I've seen this before. This could be a short recession. It could be a long recession. It could lead to a much longer depression. Certainly, the stock market is is showing signs of teetering on the brink of a massive crash, and a lot of experts are predicting that uh, properties have started to fall in price as well, but I, I don't see a stock market type crash uh, there. I mean, the Nasdaq has already crashed 30% since it's high. Um, so properties are not in that position yet, but inevitably as you go into recession, properties normally do suffer. Now, don't forget with inflation, your money has been eaten away. Uh, your savings are, by, are being eaten away by this this termite of inflation because every year you have your money in the bank sitting in cash it's losing money it's losing 10 percent a year so a thousand pound is losing a hundred pound a year a hundred thousand pound is losing uh, uh ten thousand pounds every year 
So that £100,000 you've got in your pension or savings sitting in a, a fund that's not doing very much uh, will be worth £90,000 in real uh, spending power terms next year and the year after that, 80 and 70 and so on. In fact, it's worse than that because it accumulates. So, you know, at 10% inflation, I think it's only seven years that the buying power will, will literally halve in, in, in seven years. Uh, so that's based on the rule of 72. So what can you do to, to really survive in the recession? Uh, because no, make no mistake, uh, in recessions, in times of trouble, people make money. You know, when you lose money, it, it doesn't get burned in a furnace. Money goes to somewhere else. Money moves around. So if you're losing money on something, somebody else is gaining. That, that's the general rule of thumb. But I've got seven inflation busting tips for you. So if you want to make a note of these or I'll put them in the notes, um, just, just write them down. Now, the first thing is you can do to, to save money and make these savings is to, is to have loyalty cards. Um, use these club cards, loyalty cards. Look for bargains on, on websites and, and you can save a lot of money. You know, um, my, my sister and my nephew are very good at this. They find all sorts of deals. Free this, free that, free coffees, free burgers, free free lunches, free dinners, um, literally. And then and then right up to bigger savings on, on, on other things just by joining things, just by giving their name and email address in most cases. But loyalty cards can save you money. Points, you get points. It doesn't, it doesn't sound very much, but they can add up over time. The number two is to maximize your returns on savings investments. Now, this is crucial. You know, you can get away with it in a low inflationary period, but now you really look to, you really need to look to invest. Now, it's very, it's very dangerous as well at the same time. You can't just pile into stocks and shares. You've got to be very, very careful and take advice. I'm not your investment advisor. I can't tell you where to invest. Properties, yeah, I've always made money in properties. Um, you've got to be careful again in properties. Look for the right areas. Look for the right type of properties. What strategy have you got? But there's still money to be made in property. When you put your money in property, you're, you've got the potential for growth, but you've also got a much better income, which is why uh, people uh, in, in the South are buying properties up North. And we've got many of them on our, our Facebook page that we're selling, you know, from £30,000 upwards because they know they can get you know, a 10, 12, 15% yield on those properties, which is like 10, 15, 30 times more than they're getting in the bank. But you've got to look, even if you just move your money from one bank to another, you, you've got to, to try and maximize your, your return, even if it's, if it's in another deposit account, because, you know, there are deposit funds where you can make, you know, two and 3%, but leaving it in your bank where they haven't increased rates, or even after six base rate increases, some of them are not increasing rates for savers, you know, you could be earning 0.1% or 0.2%. Now, even if you just move your money to another deposit-based type of fund, you could be making 2 or 3%. So that will multiply your returns right there. Now, if you want to invest more for riskier investments, you can increase the potential return, but your money could be at risk. Always take advice from your advisor. Number three is to clear credit card debts as fast as you can or transfer them to interest-only, interest-free offers. This is a no-brainer. You know, if your money's sitting in the bank earning nothing almost, but you're paying 16% on your credit cards, that doesn't make sense. In fact, the banks have increased those now. I know NatWest uh, pushed up the rate to 18%. Even though base rates are still very low, you know, one, one and three quarters percent, they're charging 18% on their credit cards. What a rip-off. You know, it's, it's massive profits for the bank again. So look, that, that makes, that's a no-brainer. You've got to try and do that. Put a plan together to clear your debts. 
Um, and, and abandon, and number four is abandon brand loyalty. You know, get better deals on, on similar products. Now, I know this is difficult now because everything has gone up. But, um, you know, if you're used to shopping in Waitrose and Tesco's and Marks and Spencer's, you know, you might have to think about Lidl, Aldi, these kind of shops. It is a lot cheaper. I know it's not, there's not as much choice and maybe they're, they're make, the cakes are not as nice and all that sort of stuff. But they're really good. There's some really good stuff. That even the wines are really good in these shops. And that applies to suppliers of other things like, you know, your phones, your mobile phones. Um, you've got to look at this. I mean, another tip for you is that if you've bought a phone, um, and you've, you've upgraded your phone on a contract um, and you're paying, say, £80 a month for your phone and your contract. Did you know that even after that phone is effectively paid for, they will keep you running on at £80 a month? even though you might be out of contract, say the contract's 18 months, you finished that contract. If you don't do something about it, they're not gonna ring you up and say, you know, by the way, if you went on a SIM only, you could be paying 25 pounds a month instead of 80 pound a month, because you've already paid for your phone. No, you have to do that. And if you don't do it, they're gonna keep you on that figure that was only set there to pay for your phone that you got on a contract. So just look at these things. You've got to be uh, consumer minded, um, Read the Saturday Telegraph. Look at all the consumer pages in there. Listen to shows like Money Box on, on Radio 4. Read these consumer tips and become a thrifty, spender, uh, you know, spend less kind of person. And, and you know, then you'll find lots of bargains and it can be fun as well, you know, to, to try and save money. Five, number five is to get control of your finances and stop spending more than you earn. <laughs> Again, need I say more? People are still spending more than they earn, uh, and they have been for years. That's why very few people have any savings, and you know people are only one or two paychecks away from you know losing their homes, bankruptcy, whatever you want to say, you know, the old cliches. But it, but it still is true that people don't have enough savings and backup. So if you thought of yourself as a business, you'd need to have some contingency funds. You'd need to make some plans going forward. But unfortunately, people just don't do that. So that's that's a no-brainer. Uh, get your finances together. Put put together a little spreadsheet, maybe of your your um, spending, and and see where your money is going, how much is coming in, exactly how much is going out, and where it's going. Um, if you do it on one of these apps on your phone, even, but just just find out where you're spending your money. You might find that you know you're spending uh, five pound a day on coffees going to work. Well, that's you know twenty five pound. That's a hundred pounds a month. That's twelve hundred pound a year. Twelve thousand pounds over ten years. That could you know, pay off some of your mortgage, pay off your credit cards. So you've got to be in that mindset, okay? Um, number six then is to earn more and generate more cash flow, just like a business. You can, you can make savings here and there, you can cut everything down to the bone, but you know, businesses can't be run by accountants and bean counters only. Yes, they are there to control the finances, but you need salespeople, you need marketing people. You need people to go and generate new products and bring new business in and bring new money in. So that's something you've got to do is to try and generate more. Um, now, if you if you can't get that from your job, you might have, you might have to do something like a lot of, lot of millions of other people are doing. You know, five million people are now driving Ubers and doing deliveries. Get a second job, get a weekend job, or start a hustle, side hustle. Maybe you can get into property. I put up many links to free training where you can get into property for you know without any money down you can learn to make money from property without even buying property so look at that as as a way of uh, generating more cash flow when you've made all the savings you can then 
Number seven, finally, is to invest in yourself, right? Now, in, in, in the old days, the old world, uh, we used to go to school, go to college, maybe some of us went to university, and that was it. You've done your learning, you throw your books away, you throw your hat in the air, yes, I'm done, I'll just go and work now. And that was it. And you went to work for a company, 40 years later, they give you a nice pension. That, that, that model has gone out the window. Uh, first of all, things are changing so fast that you need to constantly upgrade your skills. But secondly, most companies are not likely to employ you for 40 years, and they're certainly not going to give you a guaranteed final salary pension scheme. That's a whole new subject, right? Uh, so you've got to really invest in yourself because, you know, one of the reasons why wages is fall are falling behind is because there's been this lack of investment in, in adult training, in investment, in upgrading skills. You know, we know that in, in countries like Denmark, they spend 10 times more on ad adult education and people are not just not getting it here. Having said that, there is a lot of stuff out there that people just don't take advantage of. So I can't just blame always the government for everything. You know, you've got to go out there and get things. And, you know, there are many, many uh, local colleges that do evening classes, very, very cheap, where you can learn new skills. I mean, one that comes to mind is bookkeeping. You know, companies always need bookkeepers. You can learn that at a local college. If that's not your scene, learn to upgrade your skills. Try and increase your earning power, taking short courses online. They're very, very popular now to, to give you that immediate hits of knowledge that can immediately make you go out and earn more money rather than say going back to university and doing a three-year degree in history you know what do you need that for you know you need to get the skills and get the knowledge that can bring you in money now and there are a lot of short courses out there that can help you do that and i'm going to give you one in a minute which is absolutely free now the uh, the economy is in what i would call a winter phase right i know we're in summer here in the uk but it's in a winter phase at the moment. But winters don't last forever. Winter is followed by spring and summer and then back to autumn. And then there'll be a winter again. Now, it might not happen every year, but the winter economy comes around every 10, 12 years. There's always these recessions and you have a clear out of things and you start again. Just like in winter, you know, all the bugs are killed off and, and that's when they start again. And, and then in spring, the new flowers come come through. So look. We're in winter, but these tough times won't last forever. Just believe that, that things will not stay like this forever. Only maybe another 10 years or so. No, I don't mean that. Things do not stay like this forever. Um, so, you know, the farmer during that winter prepares for the next season. He doesn't just sit, oh, it's winter. What can I do? I'm, I'm so cold. I'm just going to sit indoors. No, the farmer's out, out there working. So one of the things you can do to prepare yourself for the spring is to, to upgrade your skills. And you can do a lot of this online. You know, you don't even have to leave your house, but just stop watching TV and start watching courses and learning things that can make you money. So get ready for the when the spring and the summer comes and everyone's out there again spending money. That's what you need to be ready for that. And do you know that the knowledge business and the, and the online learning is is now is, is, is increasing exponentially. It's now a billion dollars a day business and it's set to increase further because a lot of people want this. They don't want to go back to formal education Maybe they've left formal education years ago and they want knowledge that can help them now and, and help them to, to get through this, to come out stronger and, and survive and, and even thrive in a recession and join those people that do make money in recessions and even depressions. So I'm going to put a link up here for a, a training to help you get control of your finances now in the next 28 days. Um, I'm, I'm running this, this, this uh, training for you. Uh, it, it lasts a couple of hours. Get control of your finances. Absolutely free, just for my listeners on Money Tips podcast. So do click on that and join it, and I'll see you there. 
Um, so don't neglect to do that. Uh, upgrade your skills now and, and come out of this recession smiling instead of like, oh my God, it's recession, what can I do? No, take action and get yourself through this. Um, and, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you.